Hi, I'm Aiden. And I'm Don Carlo. And you're listening to Binge Watchers. Where we talk about everything TV. Everything? Everything. Tune in as we discuss a new show every episode. And we'll decide if it's binge watchable. This is Binge Watchers. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Binge Watchers. This week, we're going to be talking about two shows on Disney+. Plus. We're going to be doing a Disney Plus special this week. Yes, a Disney episode. I'm so excited. A Disney Plus original episode. Yeah. Even though it's, yeah. we're only talking about one streaming service, um, I think Disney Plus is like the, the biggest, most hottest streaming service out there. So like, if you got a friend or like a family member that has it, uh, like me, steal it. Good <laughs> kidding. Or like, or like, uh, try to find ways to watch these shows anywhere, any anytime, because uh, they're great, right? They're great. Disney Plus. Oh, yeah. I'm really loving Disney Plus. I'm really loving Disney. You Plus know now. what? Uh, for a while there, DQ, I didn't think they had a lot of good stuff coming out, but me now they've got a lot of stuff yeah. in the pipeline, and it's looking really, really good. Did you also used to think that it was just like nostalgia? Like, oh, it's like, why am I paying so much for nostalgia? <laughs> I, yeah. Oh yeah, when I first thought, when Disney Plus first came out, I thought it was just gonna be, oh, if you, you, you thought you could watch the movies on Netflix, well now you can't. You have to go buy our stuff and go watch it. <laughs> I thought that was the whole point. And it's but like, clearly... Yeah, it's like Sorry, we're go. big Marvel Disney fans, so it's like we already watched like half of their catalog, like a lot of mm-hmm. the Disney movies, a lot of the Marvel movies. It's like why do I, why do I need to pay for a whole streaming service that just has that? Yeah, right? absolutely. But clearly, Disney Plus has really pulled its weight with a mm-hmm. few of its shows now, and it's got a great lineup coming out. They have but so first... much stuff coming out. They have so much stuff coming out. Yeah, and definitely yeah. we're going to talk about it. Yeah. But first, we're going to do a little news segment. Yeah. And a lot of stuff has happened. So, DQ, uh-huh. you want to introduce the first thing we're yes. talking about? I am going to introduce the first one. So, uh, this is a little bit of an old news that's happened uh, a couple weeks ago. But the Golden Globes happened. I watched the whole ceremony. I think Aiden's like heard bits and pieces of like news and ooh controversy. Um, if you don't know about the Golden Globes, they are run by a very shady organization called the HFPA, the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. Ooh. And yeah, their their um their like ethics <laughs> and their morals are just not it. They have 87 members and all of them are white and Yikes. none of them there's not a single black member on the HFPA. And it's 2021. <laughs> what do you think about that, Aiden? <laughs> I'm sorry. What year are we living in? We're living in 2021. 2021. And there is a there is a non-diverse board that judges movies with of almost a hundred. Yeah, of almost a hundred. And I'm sorry, DQ. What's the number of how many people of color? 87. On that board? 87 on that board. Who and are all white. old, old white men? Yeah. Wow, that is or, that's pretty that's pretty incredible diversity. Or like there's women, but they're white too. Very very much diversity. Much diversity. <laughs> much, we love to see it, don't we, Aiden? Absolutely. It just like on a serious note, like like come on. Like like what's like it's so, it just it, it just boggles my mind. I'm I was supposed to keep this segment short, but I I just I actually have so much to rant about. They <laughs> neglected so many black-led shows. I don't know if you know about this. They neglected so many black-led shows that were big in 2020. Like they they didn't nominate Bridgerton. Um, there's a show um, out in the summer. I don't know if you heard about it because it's a British show, but it's really really popular. It's called What's I it May called? Dis- I May Destroy You. 
I don't know if you heard of it. I on may HBO. have heard about it. Yeah, it was huge in the summer, and it's a very like critically acclaimed show by a black female creator. Did not get nominated. It was like the the most like highly rated show for critics. They didn't nominate Insecure. Do you know the show Insecure with Issa Rae? I believe I've heard of it. I've heard. Yeah, it. yeah, it's amazing. Also, didn't get nominated. But do you know what got nominated, Aiden? Do you know what got nominated? Oh boy, what got nominated? Do you know the show Emily in Paris? I think I've heard of Emily in Paris. It's so bad. And it and got nominated? And it's low-key racist. <laughs> of course and it gets it, nominated. And it's like white, 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 and it's just really, really bad and offensive and just not even a good show. And yeah, it's just so many problems. So many problems with the HFPA. Uh, hopefully the, the mic can pick this one up. This is a face palm. Face palm? <laughs> I yeah, you know what a right face palm looks like. Imagine Aiden doing it. That's uh, that's what he just yeah, did. Here we go. Let me do it one more time. There you go. <laughs> that's a better Louder one. slap. Louder slap. It just... Uh, yeah. I don't I, know. At the Golden Globes, I, I heard a lot of celebrities take jabs at the Hollywood Foreign Press. Their like, own hosts did. Tina Fey and Amy Poehler were going at it and like criticizing their own like show that they're hosting. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Just, I just... I, I don't really know what the point of... Like, if you need a lot of people from a lot of different backgrounds to, like, to have diversity on a, a board meant to judge movies, like, yeah, Because I Hollywood, just, at least, is, yeah. like, it's not perfect, obviously, but Hollywood and TV shows and movies, they're putting the effort or trying to put the effort to include more, like, diverse perspectives in their storylines. So if you but don't But not have, on the boards that judge them. Yeah, if, if you don't have it on the boards that judge them exactly, then it's just not going to work out. It's and not going to work, yeah. And, like... A lot of show. Now I'm getting mad. <laughs> well, I'm already mad, but yeah. yeah it's, just, it's just yeah. I'm with you, DQ. It's just it's it's crazy. Like it's 2021. There's so I, there are so many good movies out there that don't get picked because people on some stupid board that judge movies don't see it. You need mm -hmm. people from with different perspectives on that board, and mm -hmm. everyone on on the Hollywood Foreign Press who judges movies mm -hmm. at the uh, at the Golden Globes. Just but don't I have that perspective. On a, I think it's just on, as terrible. on a slightly positive note, I heard they're trying to. Now that they heard all the criticisms and all the backlash, now they're trying to like improve and have like, oh, we're gonna hire like a, we're gonna hire people to like help us include diversity. <laughs> oh like, okay. You know, it, like it takes it takes for a mass outrage for that yeah. stuff to happen. Just it's, it's, it just Literally. honestly, if people weren't outraged by that, it would just be the status quo and it would just mm -hmm. it would just keep going. Like it just It has I, been kept going for like how many years? How many years has the Hollywood, the Hollywood yeah. Forum press been like this? Like it's yeah. just the, the perpetuated status quo and it takes some mass outrage for them to grow a conscience and put and yeah. to have a more diverse board. Yeah. It just yeah, like oh, like wow. what the hell? I'm glad we're talking about this because speaking of racism, um, oh, the next man. the next big news story we're going to talk about that blew up the internet and uh, is pretty recent. It is Oprah's interview with royalty, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. And I don't really keep up with royalty, do you? Like royalty no, news? Is... Like I, the last time I really kept up, quote unquote, with royalty was when, um, oh man, I'm forgetting the names. So it was way back when when. Uh, like not not Prince Harry's brother. What's Prince Harry's brother's name? William. I'm so bad. <laughs> <laughs> so it's know. when it's when the other two, the, Harry's brother, got married. That's when uh, the only uh, time I saw stuff really blow up with the uh, yeah. I only know about family. the marriages. Like that's all I hear about is the marriages. Yeah. yeah. But, but apparently, um, 
apparently they came out with a lot they revealed a lot of like suspicious things about the royal family um including a lot of like really sad revelations too like megan was megan markle if you don't if you didn't know already she is half black you knew that right Mm -hmm. she's half black yeah and so their child is mixed and apparently the royal family said that he will not be having any like benefits from the royal family or something like like that Oh my because Lord. of the color of his skin, or like they said, that, didn't they say like his skin is too dark or something like that? <laughs> something awful like that. I've heard. Yeah. yeah, it was something like the 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 royal family was worried about the the color of of Meghan Markle's uh, baby's skin. I know. Uh, it, it just it's unconscionable to have people think like that. Like I always I always kind of suspected uh, that yeah, about the royal yeah, family. Yeah. But like just hearing it is just just depressing. Like how could you worry about something like that? And the fact that the, the kid wouldn't get protection as, yeah, a, protection, as a prince. Exactly. Like like mm-hmm. good god. Like I I'm, I'm really happy for Megan and uh and Harry that they got the hell out of Dodge cuz that's just an awful environment to be in. Like I'm a big mm-hmm. fan of the show Suits. And Meghan mm-hmm. Markle is one of the main characters. She plays Rachel Zane, yeah, uh, the paralegal at Pearson Hardman. It's just, oh, it's unconscionable to think that someone could could, could get treated like that. But the, the sad reality is that that does happen. It just makes you sad every time you think about that. But it's good that Harry and Meghan are speaking out about that. Yeah, it's very tragic. And apparently, like Meghan is also was she like being mistreated in the royal family? Or I experienced. I've also I heard, heard some, something like that. I I heard that she was experiencing depression. She was. I know she was suicidal. That was very shocking. Like she, the fact that she opened up about that wow. on live television. Yeah, she said she was suicidal, and um, for I think in terms of like stuff that's going on with her baby, and like. Just her feeling left out or something like that. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, just... we're Canadians. I did not get to watch the full interview. I wanted to, but I didn't. Unfortunately, yeah, we yeah. couldn't. I've seen yeah. snippets, but it just, yeah. they, it just makes me sad. Like, no one gets deserves to get treated like that. And, yeah, just... Like, I, I don't know how it, she was reported on in, in Britain. Mm-hmm. I know probably the tabloids weren't probably happy about it. I know... <laughs> um, What's the the guy from Good Morning Britain's name? Uh, oh, I don't Piers know. Piers Morgan. Piers Morgan. Oh, I heard. Yeah. Isn't he like controversial too? <laughs> he has it out for Meghan Markle, and someone Whoa. stood up to him on the, during the talk show. I'm glad he's gone. I, I really do not like Piers Morgan. I think Is, he's kind of a he, jerk. Has he been making like sexist jokes or like sexist comments for like years now? I heard for years, like that. and he's he has sexist. despised Meghan Markle for so long. For it's, what though? I wonder. I, I, I want the impression that, uh, that, uh, what was it? Like, her, Meghan Markle and, and Piers Morgan went out to, to dinner, and then he, when she met Harry, uh, Meghan ghosted Piers Morgan. So I'm not gonna tell you I guess, to say that he is spurned and salty. Oh my god. Ew. Yeah. But it's like, Piers Morgan. Ew. It's Piers <laughs> Morgan. He's not exactly, he's not exactly a supermodel. Um, <laughs> he's not exactly. It, Especially with just, that sexist attitude, it's like, you're not exactly the yeah, type. Yeah, no. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's just, yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's a very unfortunate situation, and I wouldn't yeah. wish that on anyone. But... I'm glad they spoke out. The The broadcast was hugely successful. It had like over 17 million views, which is like wow. the biggest like event, like viewed event in like years. So that's, that's, that. that's awesome. Good, yeah. good for Oprah yeah. to get this stuff out. 
But enough about that. Um, let's move on to our shows. Let's <laughs> do it. Let's, let's do it. Let's move on to our shows. So the first show we are going to talk about, um, Aiden already mentioned, is WandaVision, which oh, recently yeah. concluded last week. Yeah, last week. I believe week. it was last week. Yeah, yes. yeah. Um, it is an absolutely phenomenal show. It's a great yeah. show. I would I give it I a like solid eight out of ten. Really? Yeah. I, I would give it a seven out of ten. I have a few issues with it, but like in terms, but like, especially compared to Marvel movies. I don't know. I have a little bit of a hot take with some Marvel movies where I feel like they're a little bit of the same, if you know what I mean. They're a yeah, little bit formula. You yeah, they're a, you. You know what I mean. Yeah, even they're though formulaic. You're a fan. They're very formulaic. Yeah. yeah. And I'm but a one division yeah. does a really good job of of being different. I feel mm. like because I I agree with you, Tito. A lot of the the Marvel movies mm -hmm. have there's a formula to them. And there's a style that's just bland. Yeah. And it's just like, the same yeah especially when you when there's like 21 of those movies yeah like you get samey sometimes yeah but wandavision is definitely the most unique mcu project yeah. i think we've ever seen it's it what it, like it borrows it, it pays homage to so many different genres like it pays homage to like uh uh the dick van dyke show mm -hmm. to bewitched i love Malcolm lucy in the middle which i yeah. loved through like the different intros yeah, yeah. um i love lucy I was, modern family <laughs> yeah a modern yeah. family i yeah. yeah it's uh it's really really good and i like i think wanda maximoff scarlet witch and vision are a really good romance mm -hmm. and i'm really glad that they got a show to to, to so we could really see it they're and, both you know yeah what? It, like they do a really good job developing these characters like you feel awful for wanda and the world that uh that she's built with the hex it's just mm -hmm. it's just i would give it a, just a solid eight out of ten all around it's a very good show i, I i'm with you though there are a few complaints that i have about the mm -hmm. show mm -hmm. one being that in the first two episodes i was just completely confused <laughs> i didn't really know what was going on i I'm, maybe it's because i don't know maybe i'm stupid but I was kind of confused in the first two episodes. What about yeah, you? yeah, same. I didn't, I didn't know what was going on in the first two episodes either. But I did like that it was different. That's what I will mm -hmm. give it props for. It was so different, and I'm glad it didn't just start off with its usual like Marvel dramatic intro, dramatic mm -hmm. action-packed intro. It started off uh, parodying "I Love Lucy" and um, what's it called? Dick, Dick Van Dyke. Dick show. Van Dyke. Dick Van Dyke. So like, mm -hmm. you know those like. Fam like happy family sitcoms in the 50s uh, with their white picket fence and all that mm -hmm. and uh, their friendly neighbors and I, I just like that it went in a different direction I will say my problem isn't that I was necessarily confused but it's like I know that there's the thing is I kind of figured that there's more to the story than just like mm -hmm. obviously Vision and Wanda like being all happy together as a family I just mm -hmm. felt like it took too long for the mystery to be revealed and I felt a little bit uh, more of a more filler, you know what I mean? Especially mm -hmm. by episode yeah. three, especially yeah, by I know, episode three. I know, I know exactly what you mean. It's sometimes mm -hmm. it, it, I think it took the, the show a little bit to get to the meat of the conflict mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. start getting like really exciting. Um, but I think episodes one and two are kind of the filler episodes. I think they did both did a really good job spoofing uh -huh. um, Dick yeah, Van Dyke, I, I, I do love the Witch. Yeah, yeah. It, but uh, like for me, it was like, like could, yeah. Yeah, go. I feel like it was more like episode two, three-ish that I was just like, oh, like you can, like, I think there needs to be more forward momentum. It's not as bad as another show I'm going to be talking about <laughs> in terms of <laughs> lack of forward momentum. But um, I do, at the end of the day, like the show. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's hard to talk about it because we don't want to spoil 
because it just came out recently but the revelations that uh, of like why wanda like builds this hex or like why wanda built this world is very Mm -hmm. very sad and Mm -hmm. you can kind of that's another thing there's a lot of mysteries that the show like thought that it was clever keeping keeping hidden but you kind of saw yeah i saw it i kind of predicted like what was gonna happen and it was pretty much what i was expecting i feel like it didn't have that much marvel like twists and turns and big surprises there are a few though there are a few Mm -hmm. um Um, yeah one of the things that i i really liked one the action when it gets the action is pretty cool um all the characters are really good lots of shocking reveals the the one thing i i i will say is that i sometimes felt like they didn't do enough to pay to spoof the actual genres like i found that yeah. some of the jokes in those genres yeah. didn't i found i didn't laugh very often there was a few jokes when they were spoofing the genres like in like i feel like in the episodes. earlier episodes they did it well but then when they tried to do that later it just didn't work out or i feel like, yeah sometimes it didn't work sometimes the jokes uh-huh. didn't lend but the, the thing is the show it's very it's got lots of tones to it because it's uh mm-hmm. it's paying homage to these different comedies mm-hmm. sometimes i felt like i did laugh at some of the jokes i thought they were quite funny yeah but the show is very very eerie and it gets eerie really yeah. quickly like there's yeah. this, this eerie tone going out through all the basically the entire show there's ads that play during commercial breaks that are mm. sometimes really really eerie there's one in episode five where do you remember the claymation shark oh yeah yeah that scared the crap out of me um (laughs) but all all the ads and all there's like stuff that happens that like there's like glitches in wanda's uh glitches world even back in even back in the earlier episodes um Mm -hmm. episode two or whatever when like one of the characters was like you know she was holding the glass and then she was like the the radio was going crazy and it was almost yeah yeah the radio was crazy yeah they do a really good job of uh uh, what was I gonna say? They do a really good job of like switching up styles. When they want you to see, to notice something like the radio going crazy in episode two, the camera angle changes so that it mm-hmm. doesn't match the style of the show. It's much more of a modern show, which I think is really clever. But um, certain characters in this world, like they go off script and they don't know what they're thinking, and it's like, mm-hmm. wait, what's going on? Are these these people aren't actually? Well, you kind of figure. That's why I said the show's a little bit predictable in that you know that these people aren't actually like real. 1950s characters yeah yeah something's going uh, on (laughs) yeah but i I do feel like it could have been more comedy and less eeriness yeah i think they did a great job with eeriness the show is really creepy in a lot of in a lot of sections like eeriness kind of goes away a little bit when you start going towards the end because the more of the of the world that wanda's built is revealed but in the first three episodes there's like tiny hints of what's happening and they're they're pretty they're pretty spooky they're pretty creepy Mm-hmm. Um, my actually, my complaint about like in terms of tones is that um, so there's two different worlds. I'm gonna try to keep it as spoiler free as possible. Uh, there's two different worlds in WandaVision. There's Wanda's world and this hex, and then there's the real world outside of the hex. Mm-hmm. And then you see like, I I I like seeing some of the old like Marvel characters. Like I guess mm-hmm. we can say like Jimmy Woo shows up, Darcy yeah, shows Ant-Man. up. I yeah, love I love those characters. Uh, she's she's a badass. Um. <laughs> Uh, Monica Rambeau shows up. She's a new cool. character. Yeah, the new daughter character. of Captain Marvel's friend. Yeah, Captain friend, quote unquote. Oh. Yeah, uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, very. <laughs> Monica Rambeau is a big character. You'll, I really like Monica. Yeah, Rambeau. yeah, yeah. She might be my favorite character in the whole, uh, whole show, other than Wanda and Vision themselves. 
and they the thing is they cut between these two worlds and i felt like the sometimes it felt a little bit off like when they're like mm -hmm. cutting between these two because they're so different from each other and also like the world outside of wanda's hex it's very much like just your standard like marvel like formula that i was talking about and yeah, they it's a marvel, marvel does this thing i don't know if i'm stupid or if i'm just like being overly picky probably both but probably like i still think i'm right <laughs> it's like they have they do a lot of jargon they say a lot of like technical jargon <laughs> that i'm just sci -fi like jargon? yeah sci-fi jargon that i'm just like i just kind of get out of it and i'm like can you go back to wanda and vision please like i just i feel like you we sense that more because we've seen so many Marvel movies. Like, you, you pick up on it a little bit more when they're doing you, like crazy superhero sci-fi jargon. You you do pick up on, and it's not as bad as like other Marvel movies, if I'm being honest, where it's mm -hmm. just like oh yeah, big long scenes of just like exposition, exposition. I don't like Marvel exposition at all. I I can kind I get that it's necessary, but like it just seems more like not character based and just very like. Ex like explanatory on. just more explanatory which i yeah. didn't really care for but um yeah the action though marvel's action is pretty is pretty cool mm -hmm. um i like i like seeing uh i like the villain oh my god the villain that is revealed there's a villain oh, yeah. in the show oh my god she is iconic they are iconic she's great, she's great. we can't yeah. spoil it we can't spoil it and there's oh yeah okay this is not since we meant already mentioned the villain we can talk about the theme song there's a theme song attached to this villain and it's an it, earworm. Has, it has been stuck in my brain for yeah once you hear it, oh, you, hear it you cannot unhear it it's literally the bop of the century like i don't know it, I, it deserves <laughs> to be on the radio like <laughs> yeah I, i'll put so that funny. in my my apple carplay oh my god is it on spotify on Oh it should God, be on Spotify. Spotify. I'm going to find it on Spotify, which is also where you can find Binge Watchers, the podcast. Awesome. Oh, <laughs> nice plug. Nice plug. Anyway, uh, yeah. important question, DQ, yes. is WandaVision binge watchable? I think WandaVision is binge watchable. It's binge Because nice. I binge watched it. Um, the thing is, I was actually behind on WandaVision. Um, because of like school and stuff. I didn't watch it week by week like I think you did. You watched it week I by week, I watched it week right? by week. Yeah, yeah. I was behind and then I watched like three four episodes like straight because i couldn't get enough of it because it was so like interesting and different and thrilling mm -hmm. and uh yeah so i definitely think it's binge watchable how about you i think you like it more i'm than gonna me, say so... i'm gonna say it is binge watchable yeah you, you should all go watch wandavision what is the next show we're gonna talk about the next show we're going to talk about is actually the first... Whereas WandaVision was the first uh, Marvel Disney Plus original, um, this show is the first Disney Plus original on the streaming service ever. And that yeah. is the very, very, very popular Mandalorian. The Mandalorian is a awesome, awesome show. And uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm, a, I'm, I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan. Like, I've seen the movies, but I don't... Delve You're not into, the like, biggest the... Star Wars fan? Wow. I, I've watched all like, the movies. Mean? I've watched like, mm -hmm. the prequels. I've watched the original trilogy, and I've watched the new ones. Um, I, like, that's all I've really watched. I watched the Star the Clone Wars show when I was like 12, but I never really watched it again. But uh, mm -hmm. I thought The Mandalorian looked pretty cool. I didn't know what a Mandalorian was before The Mandalorians, but now I know yeah. they're a proud race of bounty hunters who go boop, 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 and they go yeah, and uh, yeah. they kill for money. I thought the show was I... really good. Production yeah. design was great. 
I really love uh, Star Wars. I'm not in, I'm not like a super super fan where I've consumed. Unfortunately, I haven't consumed all its media. Like Star Wars is like a huge transmedia. Ooh, oh, yeah. using terms from our our classes. <laughs> oh yeah, there we go. Uh, like the books, the games, the video game. Yeah, the video games and stuff like that. I haven't. Even some of the TV shows I'm behind on, such as, unfortunately, uh, Aiden's watched the whole series of oh, yeah. The Mandalorian, both seasons. I've only watched, like, most of season one, six, six out of eight episodes. I know I'm bad, but I'll get into why. I'll get into why that is well, the case. DQ, yeah. why didn't you get into these episodes? Um, unfortunately, I think, at least from the first season, because I haven't seen the second season, and this is gonna be a hot. This is my turn to have a hot take. Aiden had a hot take last episode. With I didn't think it was a hot take, but what is your hot take? <laughs> okay, fine. Okay, we're not gonna go there. My hot take is that I think the first season of Mandalorian is severely overrated. Unfortunately, <laughs> I know. Mic drop. Pooch I can't actually mama. drop my mic. Pooch your mom. Me. Why did you not like the Mandalorian? Okay, so the Mandalorian is it feels a little bit different from other like Star Wars entries where it's very very episodic it's very very slow and there's certain characters that just like pop in and then just uh, they either die or you just never see them again mm -hmm. in season one and it's just like why like I just it, it feels a lot of the episodes just feel like they're not stitched together properly I I'm, people are probably gonna get so mad at me. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to keep you honest. I do see where you're coming from. Like you see where I'm coming from, right? Season one, yeah, yeah. It's the story is between. It's a it's a character driven story between the Mandalorian and and Baby Yoda. That's kind of who it's. See, uh, who it's what, what see, the story here's is another. About. Here's another thing. The, the, I don't think it's enough enough. Of, uh, there's enough character development in the show. Like, do you find that there's like enough character development for like? Baby Yoda and Mandalorian in the first season of the show. Baby Yoda is, I won't spoil anything, Baby Yoda is pretty mysterious in season one. Yeah, in season very two, mysterious. you will learn more about it. So you'll learn yeah. more, more about him. And uh, like, yeah, but I do agree with you. It's a but, little, yeah. uh, like you, it's, they're both mysterious characters. But, um, but some, I think some of the characters got good development. But see, but see, that's what I mean, because you kept, you say that, oh, Mandalorian and Baby Yoda, who are the two central characters, you get to know more about them in season two. But my problem is, I, I don't get to know them in season one, and I have to get through eight episodes of season one in order to watch season two. So you see where I'm coming from, where it's like, how am I supposed to get attached to these, like, misadventures? Because there's a lot of, like, random misadventures, like, Mandalorian has to go to a village in episode four, they ha he has to do, like, a bounty hunt in episode two. He has to do like this, like uh, he has to be with like these mercenaries in episode six, which is a good episode. But like, you see how they're like well, random they're not, adventures. They're not really letters. misadventures. He's just doing this to try and evade uh, the Empire, who's trying to capture Baby Yoda. Yeah, I know that. I know there's an Empire that's trying to capture Baby Yoda, but I just feel like it's just there's not a lot of forward momentum in the show. It's very slow paced. Yeah, and not in the way that I like. You know. I was I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say season two was better than season one. I didn't I yeah. didn't enjoy yeah. I enjoyed season one. Mm -hmm. Um but I see where you're coming from. Um it's it's a procedural show. It's 
the, yeah. the characters of the Mandalorian and Baby Yoda kind of go from one adventure. Each each episode's kind of its own self-contained story, yeah. and some of the episodes aren't self-contained as yeah. connected as others are. And some aren't as good as others. Like episode five, do you remember the gunslinger where he meets this like bount other bounty hunter? They're on Tatooine, and there's a sniper. Yeah, it's just, and then it's just like. Nothing happened. Nothing comes of it, and it's just like, well, stuff comes well, of it by the end of the episode. Well, you can't say that. It might come oh. of it. It might come of it. Okay, but like, I just felt very like I wasn't as engaged in that episode as like the next episode after that when the, he meets the mercenaries and he has to capture this prisoner and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's just my take with it. DQ, with I it. need to ask you a very important question though: Is the mm-hmm. show binge watchable? <gasps> okay. Another warning, I have only seen the first season. As of the first season of Mandalorian, I do not think that is binge-watchable. And oh, the reason damn. why I couldn't... Because I could have actually easily like binge-watched the whole... Uh, or at least got at least halfway through to season 2. But binge-watching is supposed to be, you know... Binge-watching is supposed to make you keep watching the show. And I feel like because of the way Mandalorian is structured, it's not that binge watchable to me because I don't feel any like engaged I don't feel as engaged to keep watching as like something mm. like WandaVision yeah yeah no I, I see where you're coming from um I, I'm think? gonna say it is binge watchable mm. I've seen the whole series I, do you think I, I the first season se- also is binge watchable season 2 is better than season 1 mm-hmm. I am gonna say that I think season 1 there's, there's gonna be there's a few characters I really like I, 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 I think through their actions, I think you get to know a bit more about Mando and Baby Yoda. Mm-hmm. I do agree with you. You did say that uh, Baby Yoda gets sold on cuteness. I think he does get sold on cuteness. Yes. But I think you will you'll like yeah. season two more than season one. Yeah, that's another thing that I didn't mention on this podcast. Like, um, Baby Yoda's just sold on his cuteness in terms of season one. Like, that's I feel like the season, season one is most was mostly, like, popular because of Baby Yoda's cuteness. Like, they sold it was sold on that. Um, I, I seem like I'm hating on the show, but I actually don't. I actually don't hate the show. I think the action is great. I think it looks beautiful. And I think, uh, the music is amazing. The music is mm-hmm. amazing. Like, uh, really? I feel like it has a theme that's very iconic and it's going to be like staple, like a staple of the show for a very long time. So I really love, I really love the music. Yeah. Nice. Well, I think that is it for us this episode. Thank you Yay. all so much for listening. And have a wonderful, wonderful day. Bye.